the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, this is Rick Probst. And Dan Ratcliffe. Of Faith Talk Live. You're about to hear an amazing portion of our show on demand. You can see the entire show on Facebook Live. And find out more on our website, FaithTalkAtlanta.com. Faster than a speeding blooper. It's Rick and Dan on Faith Talk Atlanta. Look out! It is Throwback Thursday on Faith Talk Live. I am Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. (laughs) This was one of my favorite songs back in 1976. Bingo! You got it. It was the number one song this week in 76. Rick Dees was, don't think he still is, an amazing uh, DJ yeah, the morning show guy. Uh, he could he must do have retired or something. I don't thousand know. voices. Yeah. This guy had shows in Memphis and then uh, made it big to uh, L.A. Disco Duck. I think that was his. No, did he do? Um, I was going to say that's his only song. Did he do Disco Gorilla? That you know that he did may not have. do so well. Yeah, I remember Disco Duck. I, I think now that you mentioned, I think he did do that. Seventy six. You were six years old. Did you I have was. that forty five? I did, as a matter of fact, and played the stew out of it because I loved that song. Yep. I'm going to play it again. Tiana's, of course, Tiana's on, going, uh, what is a 45? What's a disco duck? Well, who's Rick Dees? Yes. All of the above. <laughs> yes. Well, he And he went on to do a, a top 40 countdown, uh, a weekly oh, yeah. top 40 countdown for yeah, a while, yeah, too. Yeah. So. Amazing guy. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Speaking of amazing, Pastor Scott Miller of Summit Church in the green room. He's going to talk about his recent trip to India. He just flew in from India. And, and boy, boy, are howdy. his arms tired. <laughs> Where's my rim shot? go <laughs> thank you uh, i always uh, love that setup that was a pity laugh from from tiana <laughs> well you know why you know why she's so secure because we found out just minutes ago that god loves her more than than yes. he loves you and i she's the favorite but nobody's apparently. surprised to hear that i'm sure the reason why we we brought that up is that uh, Craig Bowler, I read, uh, Dan said, you got to read this a uh, couple of pages from Craig's daughter, Adele. Craig Bowler has a book out called I Am the One Jesus Loves. And uh, we were talking about who Jesus loves the most. And of course, that's Tiana. We, we, I thought it was thunder, but it was actually God's voice going, <laughs> I love Tiana, Tiana more than you and uh, Randy. I mean, Don and uh, what'd you say your name was? Whatever again? their names are, we're not sure. <laughs> Obviously, uh, Louis Giglio hearing from God when he signed that book, Love to Gina, Gina and Randy. And Randy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I guess God loves Gina and Randy more than he loves me. Speaking of Louis, hopefully he's going to be on again sometime yeah. in the near future talking about his new kids book that he's got out. Oh, it, yeah. How do you think it makes me feel that you can call him Louie and he knows me by Randy and or Gina? Well, I don't necessarily call him Louie to his face, you know. <laughs> Pastor. <laughs> no, I probably would. Yeah. Pastor Reverend. Uh, <laughs> Reverend. Uh, da, 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 da. <laughs> Birthdays today. Birf. Birthday. Birf. Pat Sajak from Wheel of Fortune. You know, I'm spinning a wheel and she's touching letters right. and, and here we are, icons. Go figure. Does this seem right? 
<laughs> okay. That was interesting. That's 71. Hilarious. You know, uh, I'm 57, and uh, you know I'm old when every night I look forward to Wheel of Fortune. Do you watch Wheel of Fortune? And then no, Jeopardy. Jeopardy. And then it's getting time for me to go to bed. Put yeah. Jake in bed because he has to go to bed early. I love watching Jeopardy because I just have a trivial mind. But Wheel of Fortune, I just I get bored with it. Yeah, the trivial life. mind. Yeah, yeah, my mind just likes trivia, trivial type things like that. Ah, I see. information, useless information. I like when uh, oh, Alex says, "Oh, sorry, oh, sorry, wrong, no, wrong." Oh. He's got a little like I don't know. It's not sass. A little what is that uh, that he's, he puts a little attitude. Yeah, oh, he's very condescending. Sorry. <laughs> Oh, no. I used to have Boy, an 80s. are you stupid. No. 80s mustache. Look out. Birthday. How do you not know that one? Oh. <laughs> you know, he only knows that stuff because it's right there in yeah, front of him. when you have the answers, <laughs> it's real easy, Alex. For crying out loud. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Is that Pastor Scott Miller running out of the building in the parking <laughs> no, lot? No, come back. <laughs> John Hedder uh, having a birthday today. He is 40. What's a liger? It's pretty much my favorite animal. It's like a lion and a tiger mixed. Redford's skills and magic. Yeah. It's uh, otherwise known as Napoleon, Napoleon Dynamite. Dynamite. Yeah, okay, that's what I thought. Tiana hates it. Oh, I don't hate movie. it. I just didn't think it was that funny. Gosh. Mm. You can do gosh better What's than something I can. like about top? Gosh, come on. There you go. There you go. I sounded like Bullwinkle or something. Gosh. 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 Or goofy. Oh, that's goofy. Goofy. Gosh. Oh, thank you. Thank you. First of all, I feel like God doesn't love me as much, love me as much as Tiana. <laughs> then she takes the knife and spins it. it. People more, love yeah. Goofy. Ah! People love Goofy. Goofy's my favorite. Yeah, I love Goofy. he's hilarious. <laughs> hey, that's so good. good. <laughs> wow, that's all I can do. You should do a word. Disney voice. Yeah, you should. Can you do uh, what's the uh, girl that does Frozen? Can you do her <gasps> voice? Anna and Elsa. Uh, can you do Mickey? Mickey, I can do a little bit. Yeah, of Yeah, you're pretty good, Donald, at Mickey. Hurts my voice. I, Donald, I never figured out how to do Donald. Donald is really hard. Yeah, it is. People with talent can do Donald. I bet Pastor, <laughs> I don't have talent, so Pastor I can't Scott do Miller could do Donald. Probably so. No doubt. Fats Domino died uh, yesterday. Oh, yeah, I yeah. saw he was, that. He was 89. First hit for him, pop hit, was Ain't That a Shame. I always thought uh, that yeah. was Buddy Holly, but it was Fats it was Domino. Domino. Yeah. Well, he, had a, he had a whole bunch of hits, walking too. Walking to New Orleans. Blueberry Hill. Blueberry Hill. Yeah. Uh, what was the other one? Uh, I'm walking. Yeah. Yeah. He, liked walk. he, liked he liked to walk a lot. Yeah. He liked that Sounds walking. Like. Mm-hmm. That was my line. <laughs> <laughs> I've been spending way you too much time line. with you guys. Yeah. Yeah. When you're using our jokes, yeah. you know, you've been God, do, God does love you more, obviously, <laughs> uh, when you get those lines. Did you say that you were dressing up as something last night? Oh, yeah. Was that I, last night? I was. How did I dressed, it go? I dressed up as Daniel Radcliffe. You did, did you what post did a you picture? Find? I didn't see a picture. Me either. Uh, yeah, there's a picture. I'm going to look. Somebody, right uh, now. Uh, uh, the guy that I lead with uh, posted a little video of me. Did you have a caterpillar mustache? Oh, no, no. that's Alex Trebek. Uh, that, yeah, no. No, this was uh, Harry Potter, <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe, the yeah. guy that plays Harry Potter, because my name's Daniel Radcliffe. And so people would look at my name tag and go, oh, I get it. How did you do that? What did you go well, get? I, I put on Harry Potter stuff. Joshua had some. Like from, round glasses? Yeah, the round glasses and a little uh, a robe and, and the tie and everything. How yeah. little, Dan? It was really a little. little. Oh, <laughs> so I little. see. Barely, There's a video. Yeah. Yeah, Is it really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hello, my name. Hey, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. Can we post that? What's that thing around your neck? That's his, that's, that's that is his Gryffindor that scarf? Yes. Rick? See, she knows. Yeah. Ah, okay. Mm. Can we post that? Duh. Sure. People can yeah, go to Dan sure. Dan Ratcliffe Dan with Ratcliffe. a T and an with E. With a T, yeah, not a D. And an E yeah. on the end. Mm-hmm. 
and see it. That's it's so right fun. there. I missed that this morning. Way to go. Hi, and uh, it was an outdoor party, I noticed. Well, the, the first part of it, we, we stood outside. But uh, the guy that I lead with, uh, Dalton, he dressed up as Forrest Gump, and his <gasps> brother dressed up as Lieutenant Dan. And, and, Rick, <laughs> and he looked just like Lieutenant Dan because oh, he's got the long gosh. hair and everything. Oh, yeah? It was awesome. Yeah. Oh, that, what about Bubba? But what was the guy with the shrimp? Bubba, Bubba Gump shrimp. Bubba Gump. Gump. No, Bubba, Bubba wasn't there. And then Bubba a, a girl Gump. dressed up as Bob Ross. You know Bob Ross, the painter with the, oh, yeah, the, the, the yeah, really yeah, big yeah, hair. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. was funny. It was really wow. Good. What kind of party was that? You didn't invite uh, full costume party. the one who God loves and oh me. no, I got my invite. Ooh, oh, yeah. this is awkward. Oh. <laughs> wow. Oh, Rick. Oh, okay. Uh, while you guys do the show, I'm going to finish Craig's book here. Just remember, you're the one that Jesus loves. Is talking about. Guilt and shame, and I have it all. Are you going to a party at all? Oh, you and uh, what's his name? What's Starts it, with what's a J, ends name? with a K. Mm-hmm. Jack. Jock? Oh, Jack. Jock. Yes. Well, in Jock. France, yes, he would be Jock. Jock. French. <laughs> <laughs> no, you guys going to, are you going to dress up as yes, like, anything? Well, uh, yeah, I'll be the alien. Remember, Jack will be an nah, astronaut. Yeah, yeah. Is he feeling better? He, he said he doesn't have a fever today, so okay. that's good news. That's good. Yeah. Well, I'm going to a party, and I'm going to grab uh, a shuffleboard stick and a pair of pens, and I'm going as a Florida resident. I'm pretty excited about it. Bring your pudding with you. I'm so excited I may need my depends oh, a little bit later goodness. on. Oh, boy! <laughs> Ohio is the worst state in the United States. Wow, that's pretty hard. That's really aggressive, <laughs> I hate Rick. Ohio. Ohioans! Uh, no, uh, that is not a Jesus one-way finger. Um no. The, they they spend eleven dollars fifty two cents on Halloween candy per household for oh other so people. not total in the whole state yeah. eleven dollars fifty two cents <laughs> but per household okay. that's a tic tac for each kid that comes by. <laughs> so it's the lowest per per capita state is that spending? crazy that means 11... they don't buy the king size bars <laughs> yeah no they go cheap eleven fifty two they buy that wax candy that nobody yeah, likes ew. Mm. Swedish fish mm. oh, yeah. circus peanuts that they love in Delaware we love those okay so <laughs> now you're going out on that day I'll take out the boys does anybody visit your house and what do you give out you yeah guys? uh well it depends you know if we if we stay home depends we'll give out last don't year's candy usually. ew <laughs> Or Easter candy, right? <laughs> Snickers <laughs> broke my tooth. <laughs> <laughs> or Easter candy. Yeah, yeah, Easter candy. Why are there Easter eggs in here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why is there chicken mm. popping its head out of that egg? Mm. What do you? What about you? You you don't care about other people. No, I do. I'm not God giving. Loves you more. <laughs> well, <clears throat> you're welcome to be in my presence, but wow, lightning's about to strike. I am going to. Uh, I'm taking. Some kids trick or treating. My uh, friend Angela, she has twins. They're four. Uh, so on Halloween, I'm going to go trick or treating with see, them. She is such Very a cool. good person, she isn't is. she? That's why God loves her. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's why. Are you being sarcastic, Rick? <laughs> Just a little bit. Hey, prayers and excitement for Atlanta United. The first uh, game of their playoff tonight. Oh, yeah. awesome. Attendance has been off the chain. Look out. So we're praying for you and we're rooting for you mm-hmm. as well. Hey, this guy, amazing. Really love him and love his stories. He's coming in right after this break. Pastor uh, Scott, Scott Miller from Summit Church. We'll be right back. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. This is Faith Talk Live. It's Faith Talk Live with Rick and Dan on Faith Talk Atlanta. There she was. Just walking down the street singing. Oh, yeah, it's uh, Throwback Thursday on Faith Talk Live. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. Happy Throwback Thursday to you. That's Neil Diamond and Do What Diddy. And uh, I don't know the year. I'm, I'm, it's got to be 60 something, so I'm going to say 66. 64, and it was Manfred Mann. 
Oh, is that Manfred Mann? Yeah, that's Manfred Mann. So they actually did the song first before Neil Diamond? I suppose so. Oh, well, how about that? Well, there you go. One for one. There you go. Uh, There. Uh, Welcome to Thursday, and I am Rick Probst. Yes, yes, you are, and I'm Dan Radcliffe. This guy, amazing, Pastor Scott Miller to the left of me, and you guys were talking about the trip to uh, India and still recovering. When was it that you, uh, you got in? When did you fly in? Back home? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was Saturday night about oh, 7 o'clock. Saturday. I went back in 95, and I came home on a Saturday, and I thought, when I got home, I felt great. And I thought, well, I'll just do Sunday morning service, and it'll be awesome. I'll talk about India. You know, we had a church, and I was a lead pastor. We had, you know, nation flags all over the place. And Sunday morning, I couldn't get up. <laughs> it felt like somebody had beat me up with a jet wow. lag. I didn't get up until Sunday night. Oh, wow. It was crazy. Back then, yeah. we had Sunday night services, you know, Wednesday and all that. But it'll kick you. Well, you must have confessed all your sins then, <laughs> and you were able to sleep well. Yeah. I didn't sleep much, so I've got a problem. Yeah. <laughs> wow, what a trip, huh? Let's talk about the trip uh, here in seconds. Tomorrow, we're going to have a great show, Pastor Craig Bowler from sanctuary is going to be in uh, studio and don't forget to go to our website faithtalkatlanta.com and find out about the usb from uh, philip de it's mm-hmm. until the end of the month which is it's coming up next, next week. tuesday is yeah. the last day wow. right so get yours now faithtalkatlanta.com pastor pastor scott miller uh, summit good to have you good to be back with you it's sure been is. a while since we've seen you but you've been all over the planet so you've been to india where else have you been lately this year has probably been my fullest. Um, I've actually been to India three times wow. in 2017, and wow. I've also been to um, South Sudan and to North Sudan. So wow. it's been a full year. And in, in India, those were different assignments, um, one in Mumbai, one in Kolkata, and one back in Kolkata, but it was a national pastor's training time. So it was kind of a crazy trip. That was in January. I went, traveled there. I was on the ground 24 hours and left to return oh man so uh that'll wear you out it was one of those investments they had about 500 pastors from around the country you did that on purpose i did (laughs) they didn't kick me out you weren't running from the law you weren't running from the law again were you no they didn't catch me so it was good it was good but it's a great time and one time in mumbai they they've changed the names of cities there right know that it used to be called bombay yes mumbai yes Used to be called Calcutta, now it's yes. Kolkata, or as some people there say, Kolkata. Really? In Kolkata. Their, in their language. Now, so, is there reasons for them changing the, the names of the cities? I've asked everybody that, and I think it was just a political Just deal. to confuse huh. Pastor Scott. <laughs> yeah, okay, next so. time he comes over, let's call this Danville. Yeah. If I could just tell him, I don't need that to be confused. <laughs> I'm confused naturally all the confused. time, so it's not an issue. All right, let's talk about this a little bit now. You've been a pastor for some time. Okay, uh, and you've earned your you've earned your stripes. Okay, it's about time for you to relax a little bit. I mean, what is it that keeps you like the Energizer Bunny? <laughs> what is going on with you? Well, I tell you, I had a late start to understand God's heart for the whole world. I, I wish I had understood it earlier, but I got a late start. And this is one of my prayers to my father. I said, God, um, forgive me for waiting so long to understand your heart for the whole world. But if you'll give me some time, I'll try to make up for that lost time. And mm. so I'm, I'm passionate about that. I, my dream, uh, my ultimate dream is that everybody on the planet will hear the best news about Christ one time clearly. Mm. That's my dream. And, and it has to start where we live. Yeah, you know? yeah. So yeah, please definitely. understand my heart for missions begins where we're planted. It starts, 
I've got a phrase that I use across the room, across the street, across the country, and across the planet, Mm. across the world. It's everywhere, but it starts where we live. Now, remind us real quick, what was it that caused you to wake up, if you will? Because it's almost like a waking up. Uh, You're saying, Father, forgive me for not looking the missions. What was it? Was it a person, an event? Did he wake you up in the middle of the night and you saw a picture of India? What was it? No, actually, and this um, says a lot for this mentor. I had a guy who invested in my life. Um, He was a mentor to me, and he frankly invited me to go on my first long-term mission trip. And I did it not out of a calling, but out of an obligation to my mentor. What year was that? It was in the year 2000, 2000. 17 years ago. Okay. And this past trip was my 48th short-term mission trip in the last 17 years. So. I'm trying to make up for that lost time, and God's given me health and strength in a church that is so awesome that allows me to yeah, go. Yeah, and yeah. when I think about that, I say, actually, I think they're just glad to get rid of me <laughs> is the real issue. So thought that's, of- why, that's why we brought you on this show. Dan and I have something to tell you. Your congregation Uh-oh. has Uh-oh. said— uh, Jimmy called us up and said, hey, get him out of the office for a while. Jimmy Schlick. Uh, but I get yeah. to go back? You get to go back. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah. I'm just glad I get to return. So, yeah. I would love to see your passport. So, next time you come on, bring your passport. Uh, you probably have passports yeah, because of so many years and so many stamps, right? It's a little thick. Yeah, I'll okay. bet it is. It's kind of hard to find the right one. Yeah. You ought to see the agent sometimes as they're fanning <laughs> the pages trying to find, now where is the stamp? Which one is <laughs> They it? probably know you by first name, right? Oh, there he is. Back again. There's How Scott. you doing? you doing i don't think they know me too well because they do allow me to come back in the country if they, if they really knew they haven't me, found out yet i don't think they would that's so. one of the reasons i love this guy he likes to play along yes, and he's a great guy it. pastor scott miller of summit so how important is it and you just brought it up and i do want to get into the to to india yeah. and stories there but honestly how important is it to have support in your church in your family those around you t- to go because some pastors don't have that liberty. Yes. Uh, they're going, well, pastor, you need to take care of your flock here. So enough is enough. But how important is it? It says a lot about the heart of Summit that they encourage that. In fact, I we just met with our elders Monday night, and I asked for an affirmation again. I said, guys, you know I go a lot, and I don't, I don't take time off. When I do vacation, I don't miss a Sunday. So mm-hmm. I, I don't miss that many Sundays in mm-hmm. a year. But I said, are you guys supportive? Are you guys behind me? And, and just to the T, every one of them said, yes, we know that's your, part of your call. We want to support that. They're, they're just awesome in that. So I'm so thankful for a church that does allow me to do that. Do you get to take your family at all with you at times, or do you just go solo, or how do you do that? There have been times. Um, we're in a stretch now. My wife's a school nurse, and so she's working full-time and yeah. real busy. and. I tend to go to very hot cultures, yes, and um, that kind of she struggles with that a little bit physically. Mm-hmm. She's gone with me to um, North Africa, to Indonesia lately, not as much, yeah. but she she's another one of my supportive teammates, and I'm sure she also is glad to get rid of me. Like <laughs> churches. So that's the other thing we need to good. tell you. Your wife just gets the whole house she to herself. It's, it's going to yeah. be a great week with you gone. So but she's a great blessing. That's awesome, funny. Pastor Scott Miller. So let's talk a little bit. How many times again have you gone to India this year? What was it? It's my third time, different assignments. Um, and one of them, I, I'll go back a little bit to Mumbai. This was a new uh, connection there. A, a group invites me. And one of my primary goals is leadership training. Mm-hmm. 
training indigenous leaders there to get the work going because that way it continues. And so we did some training there in Mumbai and I'm so impressed with that ministry there. They are into the red light district of Mumbai trying to help women leave prostitution Mm -hmm. and sharing the gospel with them, investing in the lives of kids that are struggling. I went one night to a leper colony in Mm. Mumbai they, they gathered, still have leper colonies? They, wow. they have them in an area in Mumbai. Wow. And I, I had never had this experience before. I was asked to go and speak. This particular ministry reaches out to them every Sunday night. We got in town. Hmm. I went there to speak. And I was in front of about 40 lepers who were there. I, I just wish I had the pictures. I have the visual images in my mind. But if you could have seen their faces as we worshiped together, as hmm. I tried to encourage them with the word of God to show them how special they are, how God has a plan for them. Mm -hmm. And they just lit up and they would stand and applaud. There was one 70-plus-year-old man, didn't have a shirt on. His whole face is disfigured, body is from leprosy. Mm. And he was up dancing in our worship time Mm. like uh, he had joy like I have never seen. So Mm. I left there changed. I tried to go there to encourage them. I left there impacted by them, Man. their hearts for God. So that was just one of those once-in-a-lifetime experiences with lepers. And then in, in this most recent experience in Kolkata, we do a lot of work with a ministry that reaches out to kids in the slum areas. Mm-hmm. They literally pick them up, take them to school, feed them, clothe them, wash their dirty clothes, and then teach them in a Christian environment. Wow. And my my part there was basically teaching seminary students. And if you could hear their prayer requests, because they have such a heart for reaching the unreached, India is going to be the most populous country in the world in the year 2020. They're going to have more people there than China. Really? Wow. Wow. And that's something a lot of people don't even realize. That's just a couple of years away, ladies and gentlemen. That's that's a a lot of people. And so there's a huge number there. And they, they are um, primarily Hindu. They do a lot of idol worship. They had mm-hmm. one of their celebrations when we were there where they were uh, celebrating the worship of idols. I mm-hmm. go on a worship walk usually every day. Let's do this, Pastor. we got to go to a hard break. And on the other side of it, we'll pick up and hear more about your trip to India and around the world as we talk about reaching the the unreached. Wow. Love it. Uh, We'll be right back. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Radcliffe. This is Faith Talk Live. Stay there. With your daily dose of radio antivirus protection, it's Rick Probst and Dan Radcliffe on Faith Talk Atlanta. Love it. It's the Thursday edition of Faith Talk Live. I am Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Radcliffe. Happy day before Friday to you. If you're watching on uh, Facebook, Facebook Live, Dan is feverishly trying to uh, take out his... What, what kind of tool are you using there to try to... It's called a hammer. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I'm back. about to get out here. <laughs> oh, well, sometimes the internet uh, does not uh, cooperate, but uh, you can uh, watch it as much as you can. Hopefully we'll get on here in a second. Thank you for listening yes. as well. It is Throwback Thursday. That's Gladys Knight and the Pips. Midnight yep. Train to Georgia, 74 maybe. 73, you're 73. close. Yeah, number one song this week in 73. Wow, I love that. So, uh, Pastor Scott Miller here from Summit Church. We're talking about India and Africa and uh, missions. We'll talk more about that in uh, in a second. Tomorrow, Pastor Craig Bowler talks about uh, his new book. is called I Am the One Jesus Loves. If you listen to the first segment, I was saying how much God loves uh, Tiana more than us. I was joking. It was just a joke. So please, no mail in the mailbox. That was just a joke. It's a great book. We're going to talk to him 
and more. That is uh, coming up uh, tomorrow. Now, it's a Christian school tomorrow, too. Who's coming in tomorrow? Do you remember? Uh, you had to put me on the spot. Sorry, Fellowship I, Christian Academy, I believe. Okay, okay. Yeah. They're, they're coming in tomorrow. They'll have uh, their game, uh, a big game tomorrow night. We'll interview them. Mm-hmm. And then Pastor uh, Craig will be uh, coming in. Scott Miller, all over the uh, planet. I asked him between now and the first of the year if he was going anywhere. He's gonna, no, he's going to take a little rest and then uh, hit the ground running on the fir- in the first of the year. So let's talk a little bit more about India. What other stories do you have from India? I mean, the leper story is off the chain right there. That's that's just amazing. Um, other stories. Uh, one one principle that I saw happening there, and um, and I believe this is international, and I believe it applies in America as well. The ministry there focuses a lot with children, and what they ended up doing, I was doing training for leaders during the day, but towards the end of the afternoon, they actually invited the community where they have reached out to children with Christian education for people to just show up for a meeting, and there was going to be an American guy there talking. And so I was the guy that was able to, to share and during that time, I simply shared the gospel with all these people who came in from uh, this village. There were hundreds of people. They, there was not room. They sat on the floor, not room in the building. They were all outside looking in and listening as it was broadcast. Just to see the American guy? Well, I think they came because they knew that their children and grandchildren were loved by this ministry. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they said, let's see what's up. And there's an American guy that's going to be there. <laughs> wow. And so I shared the gospel, and literally hundreds of those Indians made commitments to follow Christ that afternoon. And at the end of that time, they all came forward and wanted to be prayed over. There were hundreds of them that asked for specific prayer requests. So they're hungry for the best news. They really haven't heard it. They need us to go to them so Mm. they can hear the gospel. And investing in children, I have found anywhere around the world, is one of the greatest platforms to open the door for the gospel that you can have. If it's through sports, if it's through medicine, dental help, education is big. Around the world, most people find their future hope in getting a good education. And so this ministry that's investing in them, and we we had several of those meetings that week. There were hundreds and hundreds of Indians that made commitments to follow Christ. So again, uh, the kingdom's growing. I'm praying there's going to be a movement there in India. Um, you may realize Compassion International, which is international, mm-hmm. obviously around the world, was kicked out of India. They're mm-hmm. not allowed really? to um, sponsor children out of that country. Wow. So we need to invest even more in the in the kids' lives because yeah. of that. And um, another thing that inspired me so much, I was with young adults that I was teaching, pastors, future Christian leaders, and I asked them to share their prayer requests that I could take back to America to yeah. share with our prayer team. Uh-huh. And I want to give you an example yeah, of sure. what they asked <clears throat> to pray about. And this was about 10 of them out of my 20 or so gave prayer requests. These are seminary students that you're Seminary-level students. Yeah. And here's what they're asking, that God will help me to lead youth to Christ. Another guy, that I can do missionary work. Hmm. That's an Indian. Yeah. Want to be a missionary. Right that I can lead my relatives to know God. So many of them have family members that are not followers of Christ. They're alone, Mm -hmm. and that's why they need our encouragement. That I can bring non-Christians to the Lord, that I can reach the unreached in India Hmm. to help others to be saved and delivered from eternity without God. What great hearts Mm. they have for people right there to hear about their Savior. So. You, They're inspiring. Do you know the one, talking to Pastor Scott Miller Summit, we're talking about uh, missions. The one that mentioned missions, where does he 
want to go? I mean, where does someone in India, we, as we think in America, we're going to go to all the ends of the earth. Right. But where does someone from India go? And that's what we talked about some in our time together. What does missions involve? It starts where we are. But in their area, there are some unreached. In fact, India is the eighth most persecuted country in the world for Christians right now. And most of that persecution is going on in smaller villages outside the major metropolitan areas, usually by radical Hindu groups that just won't control. And they'll, so there there's persecution every day going on there. So some of them feel called to do that, but some are being called to some of the surrounding countries to Nepal to other areas that are nearby, and they're trying to discern where is God leading me and when do I go. Pastor Scott Miller talking about uh, evangelism and missions. All now, over the world. The, uh, you said uh, you had hundreds of people that came forward and, and, and decided to follow Christ. These were people that had never heard the gospel before? Had never once wow. heard the good news, and that's why it's so important to get there if we can, and also to get them copies of the Bible because yeah. they're they're hungry to read yeah. if they can get a copy of God's word. And then a, a main priority is training the indigenous leaders there to carry it on. You know, I'm pumped when I go and come back, but I can only be there a short period of time. Right. Those guys are living there, and they're putting up with this all the time. So yeah. indigenous leadership training is a major priority as do, well. Do you ever hear that uh, folks like that to come forward, what is it about the gospel message that connects with them? What is it that makes the close, if you will? I think the ultimate is the focus on the life of Jesus Christ because their false gods and idols are created. Mm-hmm. You know, they make up their own. And when they hear about a Buddha or a Muhammad in Islam, Jesus is so different from him, obviously because he's God. Yeah. But hearing that part and another part of the Christian message that is unique is that we are saved by the grace of God and yeah. not by our own deeds or actions. Right. World religions teach that you have to earn it by your good deeds and by doing this or that, following their protocol. And so they're stuck in that. And then suddenly they hear, you mean there's a way that I can be forgiven of all of my sins without earning it? Mm. There's a way I can go to heaven as a gift without earning it? I've never heard a story like Mm. that before. Mm. And then focusing on the teachings, the life, the perfection of Jesus Christ, that God came to us. He came here to live with us. That's part of the unique story. Mm-hmm. One one thing that I like, the last time you came in, you talked about, and I don't think this was in India, I think this was somewhere else, but it seems like in countries like India and, and third world countries especially, you hear more about God reaching people through dreams and, and miracles. Uh, any Anything like that that you've seen recently in your travels? Yeah, no question. And that this is our seeking God. This says a lot about the heart of our God. I, I have heard so many stories from people who never met a Christian, never saw a church or a Bible because it's just not in their area. Mm-hmm. But in their culture, God accommodates his uh, – revelation of himself by using that which is common in their culture to speak to them. Hmm. And in the Islamic world, dreams and visions are a big part of their culture. Mm -hmm. And I've heard so many stories of that happening where God reveals himself miraculously in a dream or a vision. Nabil Qureshi, you may have heard of him, um, wrote a book called um, Seeking Seeking Allah, Finding Jesus, Mm -hmm. and No God But One, and he was a Muslim. And 
unfortunately, just please pray for his family. He just recently passed away from mm-hmm. cancer. Yes, mm-hmm. he was. He was with uh, Robbie Zacharias's ministry. Yes. Yeah, and we talked with. I guess you weren't here that day. Uh, the, the last time that we had the Robbie Zacharias folks in, and he had just recently passed away. Oh my gracious! Yeah, but, but in his testimony, he came here, lived here, grew up here. But he was a Muslim. His mother was a child of missionaries in um, for Muslims mm-hmm. in uh, over, over in another continent. And um, a friend reached out to him, shared a testimony with him, <clears throat> stayed a friend through all of his tough questions. But he also mentioned in part mm. of his story that God revealed himself in dreams and visions to him. Mm. And so I'm finding that to be consistent. In India, there's a lot of stories of miracles, of people being healed physically mm-hmm. by God and realizing that he is the one true God. Mm. So again, it's our seeking God going into their culture and trying to speak to them through how they've grown up. It's yeah. our God who's seeking to bring them to truth. How awesome is that, though, that God knows this is this is how I can reach them, and he does it different ways. It's not a uh, one-size-fits-all yeah. way that he reaches people. He's huge, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Uh, no pun intended. Yeah. He is. That's amazing. <laughs> Pastor, Scott, uh, Pastor Scott Miller here. Let's take a break, and uh, we're going to find out more about what is going on around the world. We'll be right back. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Radcliffe. This is Faith Talk Live. Faith Talk Live with Rick and Dan, a bowl of crunchy granola in a cornflakes world on Faith Talk Atlanta. It is Throwback Thursday on Faith Talk Live. I am Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe, man. It's almost Friday. Who I'm can it be now? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You've gone the entire show without saying it's almost Friday. I know, but, <laughs> but I have to say it because it's almost Friday. <laughs> it's in your contract. You have it to is. say it. Dan Ratcliffe, uh, my name is Rick Probst, and uh, Pastor Scott Miller here in studio. We're talking about uh, world missions, and that is uh, Minute Work uh, mm-hmm. 1983. Two, 1982. Is it really? Is the number one song this week. In How about that? Amazing. Tomorrow, great show. Pastor Craig Bowler is going to talk about his new book, Adele, his daughter. There is why well, I read her story in this mm-hmm. book this morning. Great story. And uh, it touched me. It mm-hmm. really, really did uh, deeply. So we'll talk about that tomorrow. This guy, amazing. Love his heart. He is a huge in so many ways. We had to raise the mic and it wouldn't go any farther. <laughs> it doesn't go quite <laughs> we high We had to get yet. another mic. <laughs> but what a heart this guy has. We love his stories, Pastor Scott Miller. Yeah, you were talking about uh, going to Sudan. Uh, you went there in the summertime? Is that when you went? Yeah, went uh, actually South Sudan in the springtime and Spring. then to North Africa in the summertime. Yeah, tell us yeah. your experience uh, there. One of the things, this has been eye-opening for me in South Sudan, it was a few years ago that it was actually just one country there technically called the Republic of Sudan, and it included both segments of the country. But technically, they have always been different. The north is a Sharia law Islamic country. The south has some Christianity, a lot of tribal religion there. And I'm on the board of an organization that uh, focuses in a South Sudan area, Living Water Community Transformation is the name of it. And they, they do an excellent job with education for kids, agricultural help for people there trying to make a living and get some money, helping ladies learn how to sew so they could sell a thing or two and make some money and mm. buy food. And my job there is training of the Christian leaders. And I went there in the springtime, and we had a great time there. But what's happened in South Sudan, a lot of people don't realize, they have about 13 million people in the country Four million of them have now been displaced because of internal conflict, Mm. basically civil war within the country. Um, Two million of those have left the country to go to other countries to just survive. Mm. So think almost 30 percent of their population is displaced from their homes. 
And so we're in an area where there's just a lot of conflict. It's dangerous. They've tried to bring food in. Some of them have been killed. Mm. Relief workers, like 80-something relief workers, have been killed over the last four years. They're oh, going in to try to help. Mm. And so we were doing some training there for them in this particular area. And one of the young men came up to me and said, hey, I want to tell you about my family. My father was killed in the internal conflict. He said, and now my mother has my brother and myself, and mm. um, we're having a hard time just making ends meet. And And I said, well, tell me about your mom and your brother. Are are they followers of Christ? And he said, no. And I said, well, maybe one night, could I just go with you to your Tuchel, to your place where you live? And I'd love to talk to them and just pray for them. Maybe I'd get a chance to share the gospel. He said, I'll check with them. Mm. Next day, came back and said, let's, let's go tonight. It was our last night there. We probably took a 30-minute walk through the area, which is very deserted, and got to the area, and we sat down. It was dark outside, and his mother and his brother came out, and he could translate into their Dika language. He spoke English and could translate. And so we just began to talk. I told her how sad I was to hear about her husband's death and how tragic that was to his brother to say, I'm sorry your father's not here, and how are you doing? How are things going? Of course, it's very tough. And we were able to make a transition to the gospel and start talking, and and they gave me permission to share the gospel with mm-hmm. them, which is what I try to do with anybody. I try to ask, could I tell you about what it means to follow Christ? And they said yes. And so we talked about it. After it was over, I said, um, what would you like to do with this? Is Would you like to make your commitment to follow Christ? Are you ready to be a part of the Christian family? And both of them said yes. Wow. We would like to. Wow. Awesome. And so we had a prayer time. Both of them made their commitments to Christ. And what was ironic, it was pitch black outside. Just as I finished, I looked up, and there were two men walking towards me with machine guns. Mm. And I'm thinking, wow, God, I sure am glad that they came to Christ before these guys killed yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Thank you for the timing of that. They came walking up. I did not know what was going to happen because there is a lot of violence there. Yeah. Uh, thievery, tough stuff. And so uh, the guys said something in Dinka, and, and so I asked my friend there, said, can you tell me what they said? He said, yes. He said, they both looked at you, saw you had the Bible, and they said, thank you for bringing the Word of God to our uh, village. Wow. Oh, that man. That is so cool. Wow. It just blew me away. And I said, God, thank you. And I get to keep living for a little while longer. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we can keep taking the good news to the rest of the world. But You didn't tell Chris that story right away, did you? <laughs> <laughs> I think it was after she saw me that I told okay, her just good. so she would know <laughs> yeah. that I was alive. That's good. Of course, again, she might be glad to get rid of me. You never know. <laughs> oh, no. I don't know what my life insurance is like. <laughs> Pastor Scott Miller talking about uh, global missions and the world. These places, these places you go in, you have to be fearless. How can you be so fearless mm. do you ever get afraid i mean two guys coming toward you with guns you talk about what four million people displaced in that particular country people are murdered because they share the gospel in different countries yet you you keep going well these people they are so inspire me that i want them to know they're not alone that believers from around the world stand with them and my heart is for the unreached and obviously in those areas it can be a little dangerous But here's where I trust God. I try not to do stupid things, but I say, God, if you're calling me there, I trust you. If it's time for me to head out of here, it's okay. If Mm. it's time for me to stay a while, that's okay, too. I want to go where the gospel hasn't gone. I want to take the good news there. And again, it starts where we live. You know, 
it starts here. And I want to I want to encourage everybody to be involved in the Great Commission. Mm-hmm. Everybody can be. In fact, everybody should be. There are different roles we have. The first one, everybody can pray. Pray. Prayer is the foundation of the Great Commission, and we can pray for God as he speaks, for people to hear Mm. his invitation to follow him, for movements around the world, praying for missionaries, find partners that are on the front lines there, and then welcome people here. I want to say this to people that live in the Atlanta area. There is such racial and ethnic variety in our community, and there are people from all over the world who have come here. They've come to us. Mm. Let's welcome them. Uh, whenever I try to see, whenever I see somebody outside that in a store or in a parking lot that I know is from another culture, I try to just say a quick hello to them and ask how they're doing, and then even ask, "Hey, um, is your family from another part of the world? Is did you come from somewhere else?" And when I hear their story at, at the end, I say, "I'm so glad you're here in America. Wow. Welcome. We're glad you're here." And it's probably unusual for them to hear, too, I, I would think, some at least, them. unfortunately. Yeah, I would think. Yeah. Well, there have been some challenges going on in our country yeah. about uh, people coming into our right. country now, so we want to welcome them. We can also send others to go by giving um, for missionaries through our churches, through helping support missionaries. And then there are some who will be called to go. God will lead them to invest their lives in another culture. And a great um, tool, let me just encourage people listening, if you'd like to find out more about God's heart for the world. There's a class called Perspectives on the World Christian Movement, and the website is perspectives.org. And it's a class that's offered in our area, and there are a couple of them coming up in 2018, starting in January, one at Johnson Ferry Church, another one at North Point Church, and those are going to be excellent opportunities to learn to grow. So check it out, uh, invest. There are some mission organizations that require their missionaries to go to that class before they even go on the field. Mm -hmm. And it's a great way to understand God's heart for the world. And that word perspectives is great because it will change your perspective on the world. You know, we have a missionary God. That's who he is. And that's his heart. And again, it starts where we are too. Mm-hmm. Pastor Scott Miller, uh, where can they go to find out more? You, is there a website that they can go? They go to summits website. Um, they can go online to perspectives.org. Okay and find out where the classes are located and details there. Our, our website will also have some information, plus our partnerships. We've got about nine partnerships around the world that we're working on. And when you go under our Engage part of our vision and then international missions, there's stories about what God's doing there. And we're, we're trying to update that and get that going. But, um, and if I can help in any way, I, my email is scott.miller at summitchurch.org. I've got documents. Um, a while back, I, I put together a document from missionaries on the front lines on what their care needs are. How mm. can people here mm. care for missionaries on the front lines? That's good. I've got a document for that. I've got a, a document that has a lot of great mission quotes for people that want to try to mobilize missionaries and people for missions in their churches. I, I've got a list of mission scriptures, and I'll be glad to share those documents with anyone if they want to email me or contact our church. Real quick, we got less than a minute. Where are you going next? What's next for you after the first of the year? Yeah, the first of the year will be uh, training in North Africa. We've got um, basically a seminary-level group that come from five countries in North Africa that are primarily Muslim. Hmm. And they're my heroes again. They're on the front lines. The stories are awesome there. Hmm. I think of a young lady named Manel um, who gave her life to Christ. Her father um, tied her up 
in chains and kept her as a prisoner in his own house. Wow. And would take her and body slam her on the floor oh occasionally gosh. because wow. she had become a Christian. She was one of the students in my class, and uh, she reached out to somebody there to try to share the gospel. Again, these are my heroes. Wow. So um, keep us in prayer. And again, yes. I hope your heart will grow for the world. And um, we want everybody to hear the best news. Thank you so much. You're amazing. We love you to pieces. You got to come back after you go to that trip uh, at the first of the year. Pastor Scott Miller, uh, check out Facebook as well for Summit Church. Dan and I will be back tomorrow. It's going to be a great Friday. Dan is loving his Friday. Woo. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. This is Faith Talk Live. See ya. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.